Welcome back. You're watching Traders Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, the big event for, certainly for this portfolio, was last week's futures closeout. And I'm very pleased to say that it has been one big hallelujah for the portfolio because you had an option structure and it did exactly what you wanted it to. That's right. It has been a, a very successful quarter in terms of this. And, and we've done these, uh, these put spread uh, structures regularly, quarter after quarter on the show. A lot of them have expired worthless, uh, but I always said that there would come a time where if the market does sort of stage some sort of a correction or a pullback, we can do quite well out of these things. Uh, it's been a fairly harrowing quarter because we've had all that volatility at the beginning of February, and at one stage, uh, the market moved down sort of into our danger zone area where we would, would have faced potentially open-ended losses. But yeah. we stuck with it, and as you can see, yeah, the, the payoff profile of that put spread structure is illustrated on the right-hand side of the graph over here. And I said all along that the perfect area for it to expire will be between 51,500 and up to 52,500. And it's, it's not often that you'll see it landing in such a narrow sweet spot, especially when you're trying to forecast it six or eight weeks ahead as we were when we put the structure on. It's a little bit like, you know, almost like hitting a hole in one. In, in golf, or not maybe not as precise as that, but certainly landing it in the center of the green. Uh, and, and as you can see, the market has basically settled down right into that sweet spot zone for us where we've made our maximum profit. The futures close out last week, Thursday, was at 51,806. Yeah. And that's obviously right in the middle of that sweet spot area where we make our maximum profit of 12,400 Rand on this option structure. Because it's just worth reminding viewers where, um, at what point you entered that um, the structure because it was, what, third week of January yeah, when, when the market was climbing? Yes. Um, because it now it sort of looks obvious, you know, where the market is closed, yeah. but it was certainly wasn't obvious then. No, it definitely wasn't <coughs> obvious then. No, we had a t uh, the timing in terms of entering the trade and, and, and thinking that the market is looking stretched was spot on. I mean, we did it in that final week of, uh, of January and said it looked as if the market could see a little bit of a consolidation and a bit of a pullback into March. And then, of and course, it fell off a cliff. Well, it fell very sharply. It was down 13% <coughs> at one stage from the peak to the trough, which, it, and, and at that point, it was quite scary because it had actually fallen right out the bottom of our profitable yeah. zone. But as you can see, things settled down, and it's actually landed right in the sweet spot. Uh, it, it's very rare that we get them so right, but you know what? I'm going to take it because we've tried... <laughs> very hard with these things over the years and it's nice to really nail one finally yeah okay well well done um a good uh, persistence with the yeah. with the the options yeah. um gotha actually this shows um, a lot about closing positions as opposed to opening ones although there is a new trade uh, yeah. this week but um there have been quite a few trades so let's go through them first round um you're still long of that aren't you yes this was last week's trade and it's looking quite good for us why we entered the trade was because it's in this upward sloping channel over there i'd said all along that these south africa incorporated stocks so the banks the retailers um, those sort of domestic stocks had had a very strong run recently, obviously because of the renewed optimism in the country, political optimism and so on. Uh, and, and perhaps they got a little bit ahead of themselves and they would see some sort of a consolidation and a pullback. But I also said that they are likely to remain well bid at the lower levels. And if you see a dip in these types of stocks, you can probably use that as an opportunity mm. to buy them because I don't see them going a lot lower. And, and I think that remains the case. I think you can continue to buy the dips in these domestic stocks. So first round pulled back uh, 
quite sharply, by about nearly 15% from its high to its recent low. And we took an opportunity last week to buy it off that upward trend support or up the bottom of, uh, off the bottom of that channel. We went long uh, of 1,150 CFDs at a price of 67 Rand 97. And we're looking here for a move up to 72 Rand. Now, when I looked at it last, it was trading just above 70 Rand. So it's he certainly heading in the right direction for us. I'm not going to be excessively greedy in terms of looking for a move back to the highs, although it's possible that may happen. But uh, I, I'm of the view that we're in a fairly choppy market environment mm -hmm. now, and I'm not going to be too greedy in terms of waiting for things to, to really move. I'm happy to take yeah, a portion of a move and, and walk away and take some profit. So if it gets to 72 Rand, I'll be banking the profit here. Okay. Because if it looked as if it was going to push through 72 Rand, would you maybe just then move up your stop loss, have a trailing stop loss? Yeah, we could. We, we could move a trailing stop loss up or we could move our stop loss just to our entry point so there's no risk on the trade. But I'm also inclined to actually just put a few runs on the board, continue to, to, to bank a few profits and keep the profit ticker turning over like that. I think in a choppy environment like what we're in at the moment, I'd rather adopt that sort of strategy rather than trying to uh, run something for too long and then end up being disappointed. Yeah, okay. Talking about disappointments, um, uh, a recent trade, which was in fact the week before's trade in Woolworths, it was a long position that you took, but it doesn't look as if it's done what you wanted it to do. No, unfortunately it hasn't. It got off to a very good start for us, but that uh, didn't last long. So we like the setup here. Again, it's a domestic stock in the right sector of the market and what have you. Uh, it was th there was a clear pattern of rising lows uh, throughout the last couple of months. And then there was this overhead resistance up at 68 Rand. And my sort of thesis all along was that the buyers were clearly, or maybe not so clear now, but were looking like the stronger force because every time that price pulled back, it pulled back and made a higher low every time, implying yeah. that the buyers were more aggressive to keep propping that price up. And ultimately, when this thing resolved itself, it was likely to resolve to the upside, i.e. with a breakthrough 68 Rand. That's what I thought would happen. Um, we went long uh, 64 Rand 20 with a stop loss at 62.50. Now, what has hap happened subsequently is the stock paid a dividend last week of 1 Rand and 9 cents. So when a share goes ex-dividend, it typically falls by the amount of that dividend, which is normal practice. And what we typically do then is we will we'll adjust all the parameters on the trade by the amount of the dividend. So we'll adjust the stop loss down, we'll adjust the target down, etc. Um, all by the amount of the dividend. Nevertheless, uh, it still meant that our stop loss was triggered even mm -hmm. after adjusting for uh, the dividend. So I ended up closing this trade out at 61 Rand and 4 cents. Uh, and that meant that we lost 3,075 Rand once all our costs and funds, financing costs and so on are taken into consideration with the CFD. So it is a little bit disappointing. Uh, but what I see here now is that there, there is quite clearly some technical damage that's been done. The fact that it's broken below that upward trend is a little bit concerning for me. So based on that, I would prefer not to be long of the stock anymore. Uh, it hasn't worked for us. We walk away and we lost well, that what, what amounts to about 2% of our local trading capital yeah. on this trade. So it's not the end of the world, and it's one of those things that, that happens in trading. And, and the key is always to keep your losses small, which is what we've done here. Uh, is that a bit of slippage, though? Because yeah. normally it's 1.5% yes. risk that you take for the portfolio. Yeah, that's correct. It is some slippage. That's because of transaction costs to okay. go in and out of the trade. And then also we wear a little bit of financing cost on a CFD for holding it for a, a period of time. Uh, and then uh, there is also actually some slippage on the execution level as well, because the, the, the actual stop loss um, it slipped a little bit below that yep. level before I managed to exit. So there's a bit of slippage there. So you've got a couple of places where there's some leakage out of the system. But 
at the end of the day, we still managed to contain that loss to around about 2% of our capital, which is acceptable. Yeah, it'll be very interesting, I suppose, from this point to see what Woolworths does in the, the next couple of months. Mm. Um, now, speaking of other uh, positions that you've closed out, um, and this one was essentially the first trade of the year, yeah. uh, and, and that was a, a position on, or a, a punt, if you like, on what um, yields are going to do yeah. in the United States. That's right. So it's a bearish uh, ETF on the bond market, on long-dated bonds in the U.S., and it's a three times leveraged ETF. So it's, it's an exciting product, uh, quite a few intricacies that one needs to take into consideration here. It has worked out nicely for us, but I've decided to exit the trade this week. Um, just to go back to the beginning of the year, I mean, we bought this in late January. It was the first trade of the year that we did. And it was on the premise that I feel US interest rates are likely to rise this year. And if that is the case, rising interest rates imply falling bond prices. Now this is an ETF that allows you to benefit if bond prices fall, this ETF goes up in value. So I saw th that was my sort of fundamental uh, reasoning. Technically, there was also an inverted head and shoulders bottom pattern over there. It had broken out above the top of that neckline, so that was a bullish break. And we went long of 135 of the actual physical shares here mm -hmm. at $19.23 and looking for a move to the upside. And at this stage, I said, you know, I, I might look to hold this for the medium term for the year. But having seen what's happened technically over the last few weeks, I'm less inclined to do that now. Uh, there's a head and shoulders top pattern that's emerged over there now and it's broken below the neckline of that head and shoulders structure mm. over there. So I, I use that as a reason to exit the trade now. So I sold out at $20.80 and, and with that head and shoulders pattern being evident, I think there's a possibility that it actually comes back down towards the area where we initiated yeah. that trade originally. So I'm happy to take a profit here. We made $201 on it. So it's, it's, it's a reasonable little profit here. Yeah. Uh, well and I, I think suppose, it's, um, yeah, it I think could have been higher, um, you know, if you'd, if you'd banked it a little bit earlier. Definitely could have been higher. I mean, it traded up to $22.50 at one stage. So we, we're selling it out uh, quite a long way below that in percentage terms. But it's fine, we've made some money. And, and I think I'll keep an eye on this uh, in the year ahead. What, what is a little bit concerning is this is a three times ETF, um, three times leverage. There's some intricacies around that which possibly make it a little dangerous. You've got to be impeccably good with your timing on, a, yeah. on, on an ETF like that that, okay. is, that is geared. Um, there's another one which is a Delta One ETF, no gearing. Uh, that might be the one I would potentially look at playing in the future, just from the point of view that it's a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. Okay. Then this week's trade, Garth, is a long position in ShopRite. Talk us through it. Yes, that's right. Here's ShopRite. So it actually looks almost identical to the setup that we had on first round in the show last week. So if you have a look, there's once again an upward sloping channel evident over here. You can see there's some lateral support here at the round number of 250 Rand per share. And also, same as with first round, the stock has pulled back over the last week or two and it's made a perfect 61.8% Fibonacci retracement of that rally from mid-February up to recently in the beginning of March. There's a perfect 61.8% retracement and it's found support at that area. And if you have a look, there's positive reverse divergence on the, on the stochastic oscillator as well, which is a bullish setup. What that's telling you is that uh, the, the stochastic is more oversold on this recent pullback than what it was on the prior pullbacks, even though the price is higher. Mm. So that's a bullish setup. And then the last thing is that there's actually a clear reversal that's evident over here. That th those three daily candles that I've circled over there are what we refer to as a morning star reversal. So you get a down day, then you get a, what's called a doji. It's a, sort of a day where the open and close are the same price. Mm -hmm 
equilibrium between buyers and sellers and then you get an update. That update happened yesterday being Monday. Typically those three days are, are like that are called a morning star reversal and it's a buy signal off of a support level. So I've used that now as an opportunity to go long of ShopRite. We've bought a 254 and 52. Stop loss is a little bit loose. I'm using 248.50 okay. as a stop loss here and I'm looking for a move up to about 270 here. So again not being too greedy on the upside but I do see potential for a bounce here up into that 270 area and happy to be long from there. Okay and just take us through the mechanics of that. Right, so as I said, I'm long at 254.52 cents, stop loss at 248.50. The risk per share, therefore, is six rand and two cents. I'm risking 2,460 rand. Now, we've got 164,000 rand of capital in our account now after taking profits and whatever you yep. on those recent trades. One and a half percent of that is 2,460 rand, and I'm willing to lose that amount if I'm wrong with this analysis. So I take that capital risk of 2,460, I divide it by six rand and two cents, which is our risk per share, gives me 408 shares. So I've rounded that up to 410 okay. CFDs. That's what I've bought for the portfolio for this week. The target is 270. And we'll yeah, 270, I thought I said 270. Anyway, <laughs> there and thereabouts. Uh, risk to reward ratio is 1 to 2.9. So it's a decent risk reward, close to 1 to 3, which is always the number I strive to try and achieve. It's often uh, easier said than done. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. If, if it were all that easy, we'd all be doing it. Yeah. Um, Gosh, so then to sum up, because it actually has been a very busy quarter, yeah. um, although um, I suppose we passed the quarter, but um, what does the portfolio look like? It's looking good. So our, our South African portfolio is up 9.3%, and I'm happy to say that most of that is actually in the bank now, because our option structure is closed out. We've that quarter is finished. Um, the Woolworths loss we discussed, that's also in the bank. First round, we've got a mark-to-market profit sitting there at the moment. And then our ShopRite trade actually is on the right side for us as we sit here right now. So all told, it's looking quite good for the South African portfolio with a nine and a bit percent gain uh, as we sit toward approaching the end of March. Not bad at all there. And then our offshore portfolio is lagging a little bit. Haven't been very active mm. here. Um, the, be the, the bearish ETF on the Treasury that we discussed, we've made our profit there of $201 and we did a S&P 500 trade a few weeks ago that was profitable. So we're up 3.2% on the offshore part of our portfolio. So that's still on the right side of the ledger, but I certainly do need to get a little more, bit more active there. Yeah, and then just to end off, Gartha, a reminder of a weekly alert. Yeah, if you go to traderscorner.co.za and you go to the middle of the page, you'll see that there's a link in the middle of the page there for a free weekly email. If you click on that and register, what we'll do is we'll send you an email every Tuesday at about lunchtime detailing exactly what is coming up on this show for the week ahead. Great. And we'll leave it there, Garth. Thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is, of course, founder and editor of Traders Corner.